Build your cultural competence. Listen to interesting stories. Learn about the cultural pitfalls and how to avoid them. Get the global perspective here at Culture Matters Podcast on international business. We help you understand cultural diversity better by interviewing real people with real experiences, helping you develop your cultural competence. Hi, welcome to the Culture Matters Podcast, episode number 77. We have one person in the interview, but actually he is the, uh, the, the family head, if you want, if you want to put it like that, of a whole family that's on the road. His name is Stefan Broder, and Stefan is a full-time daddy who travels with family for many years around the world. He's an author, blogger, and part of a family that live their dream. He worked for 13 years for an international bank in the IT department and headed several multicultural teams and projects. Currently, he is, well, he's going to tell you that himself. He's on Tigua, Guatemala, and he's on the, uh, the tourist police ground where he's with his camper. And he's on his way all the way down to down, down, down to South America. That story comes uh, in the interview as well. It's, it's, um, it's, it's worth listening to because he talks about having money and uh, cultural differences and how a lot of people think that money is the one thing they need to make their dreams come true. And he, he's got the proof that it isn't. Let's go to the interview. It's time for this week's guest at the Culture Matters Podcast. Here's your host, Chris Smith. Good morning, Stefan. It's good morning where you are. Good morning. Yes. I'm in Guatemala at the moment. Yeah. Ah, okay. Because it's, it's, I've, I've met you there. You're, you're one of the very few guests that I've actually met in person. Most of the people that I interview are that's, that's through email or Twitter or Facebook that I get to know these people and then I ask them for an interview. Um, but you have actually met in during, uh, in, well, it, it, my stay in, um, in Guatemala as well. And it seems that you already said you're already in or still are in Guatemala. So before we get into like, the content of the interview tell us a little bit about yourself i mean i know a lot about you but the audience doesn't tell us a little bit about yourself where do you come from where are you now and what would you consider your cultural frame of reference if that makes any sense okay yeah um so i i grew up in switzerland and uh, um, studied there computer science and after that, I, I started to work for an international bank in the IT department. Uh-huh. I started as a poor software developer, but honestly, I, I was very bad in that okay. <laughs> because um, I'm not very much in the detail. I I'm kind of like to have kind of a big picture. So it they 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 pushed me quite fast into kind of project management and this kind of areas. Mm-hmm. And due to the fact that it was kind of an international company, mm-hmm. um, we worked together with different people f- around the globe. So we had a lot of people from Asia, but also teams in the U.S. And it, it, was, it was for me, from a cultural perspective, an extremely challenging at the beginning, but also an extremely exciting time. And I worked for this company 13 years and during this time, I made some kind of a, a little career. So I, I had my personal goal, what I'd like to achieve in that company. Uh-huh. And uh, I was able to, to achieve that. Yes. So, and 
then a few things happen in my life which yeah kind of make me thought about life in general right so one example was that when my wife or when we got our second kid my wife almost almost died after birth so that that was kind of a thing which yeah which was kind of very hard which you know that i mean life is just going in and Mm -hmm. you're working and you're spending time with your kids and you're managing all these kind of things and then something happened which makes you fully aware that um it can change within one second yes so i i was short after birth i was extremely happy mm-hmm. that everything just went well and I had my daughter in my arm and mm-hmm. well, I was kind of uh, just a happy daddy, right? Singing and stuff like that and after five minutes it turned out that my wife just after birth lost so many blood that mm-hmm. it was kind of really an emergency and for more than two hours I didn't know if I'm now kind of a lonely daddy with two small kids or right so this kind of things or another thing happened i i had an offer to move with the entire family to new york Mm -hmm. to work there for the company yes and that was extremely exciting and we say yeah we love to travel and we love other culture and let's go to the u.s and then um i was in a train to go up to kind of a business meeting management mm-hmm. stuff like that and the train stops in the railway station very hard so mm-hmm. i bumped in with my head directly in some kind of a poster which was yes. in the train and on this poster it was written it was kind of a promotion for a uh, um, rescue company mm-hmm. And I say, okay, um, and immediately I had a heart attack. Or out of nothing, I had a heart attack. Like about this, like a real that. one, a sit, not, not, in the, not in the brain, not in the mind. It's, it's a real physical one. It was on the picture, the poster from kind of a, a rescue uh, a helicopter yeah. who rescued a person. And the slogan on that poster was, and out of nothing, I had a heart attack. So this was kind of, I asked myself, why should I now go through the U.S. and work again and again and again, or just kind of go spend time with the family? So, and, okay, so this, th- these are like two incidents, and I, I not, we've talked yeah. for quite a significant amount of time uh, when I was over in Guatemala doing my Spanish my Spanish lessons, and, and you have a, and we're, we'll get to that more so because people might wonder, okay, so he was in corporate, corporate banking or corporate IT. Yeah. That's, that's what your life was. Then a, a number, and you described two incidents happened, and then something changed. You, yeah. Something changed in your mind. And because that is, that, that was, that, that attracted me to talking to you and, and, you know, and, and keeping, keep, keep coming back to where you guys are right now. By the way, if you uh, if you're listening to this podcast and you want to see what's actually the view that Stefan has, then go to um, uh, culturematters.com/slash/youtube and you can actually look at the video and look at his at at the setting, the scenery where he currently is. Uh, I've seen better sceneries. It's but you, maybe you can show us around a little bit later. 
Uh, but yeah. some, something happened. You decided to step out out of corporate life and throw your whole life around. Because yeah. what are you doing right now, and what led to that decision? How did that work? Uh, we are now we are now on the road since a little bit more than four hundred twenty days. Uh-huh. We sold everything in Switzerland, so we sold our house and just give our furniture away to friends and other people mm-hmm. and our kids kind of <laughs> give away all the toys and stuff like that so everything we currently have is in this little car here behind me it's not it's not that little Stephen. it's not that little it's, yeah, it's, it's not 18. that big either but it's <laughs> if that's your whole it's household it's not a lot meter. yeah it's 18 square meter and that's that's currently all we have since a little bit more than one year mm-hmm. And we shipped that car to the U.S., mm-hmm. to Baltimore, and started there a road trip through the U.S., which took us six months, and then we ran out of visa time. Then we headed to Mexico and spent there another six months, and then we ran out of visa time, and then we <laughs> headed to Belize, and now we are in Guatemala, and tomorrow we are reaching El Salvador and the plan is to travel all the way down to Argentina that's our plan that's the plan okay so but i mean you 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 practically lost your wife during childbirth right you yeah. you literally bumped your head and you realized all of a sudden you had this vision like why am i in this corporate rat race yeah so why change all this i mean why i was gonna say why throw it all away which of course you don't literally not not (laughs) literally but that's a very unsure and unsecure step you're taking isn't it yes so how did the family react to that again i mean the the swiss i'm i'm not i'm going to compare you not to equal you with the Germans, but you're the, the Swiss in general tend to be more conservative. You know, you make the best watches, you make the best pens and stuff like that. So conservative and and why, why did you change all this? <laughs> That's a good question. It's uh, we really had this dream uh-huh. and the vision to spend twenty four hours, seven days a week, just with the kids and see how they growing up yes so that that was the vision but how how we getting the courage to let everything go and what we made is some kind of we we made it kind of worst case scenarios okay so we say okay what happened if the worst thing happened on that trip and we say okay what happened if somebody gets serious sick yeah and then we say i mean that can happen in switzerland as well it has nothing to do with the trip uh huh. We say, okay, what happened if you have an accident? Yeah, that can happen in Switzerland. That can happen in Guatemala. That can happen everywhere. And we figure out the worst thing who can happen is that somebody steal kind of our home, yes. and then you kind of have. Yeah. And then we say, okay. And then, and yeah. we say, okay. Then we just buy a ticket, fly back to Switzerland, yeah. and start in Switzerland from scratch. So we search for a job mm-hmm. and we live in Switzerland and we figure out that in our worst case scenario, we end up living in Switzerland and working. Mm-hmm. And I say, that's currently what we are doing, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I've yes, I've seen you guys. You're actually you're living you're, li- you're living the dream that a lot of people are are reading about or maybe only dreaming about or thinking about. Yeah. And and were you the first one that sort of um came up with this idea that the rest of the family easily follow? I know your kids are really small, so they they will just take life as it is, I guess. Yeah. But was that easy to convince your wife? If it's too yeah, personal, it's- Stefan, then then we'll skip the question, okay? No, 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 no. We we talked a lot about that really mm-hmm. um, on weird places like on on this in the ski area and every time we we really discussed about our visions and we had uh, what we sometimes made is some kind of a vision board so in uh-huh. our bedroom we had a big big wall yes. which we just put pictures on if this situation happened in my life. Wow, that's awesome, right? So yeah. we put a lot of pictures and we discussed a lot of these pictures because these pictures were some kind of different. So my wife, she loves the adventure. She she would love to go to Africa and doing safari and stuff like that. And so this was some kind of different situation and we discussed a lot about that. And in fact, it's surprisingly that so many things come together. Mm-hmm which we can say a lot of these dreams kind of just became real in situations we didn't expect like that. Yes. So I guess that's, that's, that's maybe, yeah, a methodology we use that we, our job is to have a vision Mm -hmm. and then we keep our eyes open to see if the doors go open into this direction, right? right? Yes. And then you kind of, treat yourself a little bit harder to say okay let's take this door when even if yeah so this is kind of the way is not our business we don't ask about yourself how can i achieve it Mm -hmm. no you 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 put a goal out there i want to achieve this and the the how will follow in a way yeah yes and it's kind of crazy because we we tend to challenge each other to put our goals and vision higher and higher and higher. That's, cool. That's a little, little bit challenge we had because when I say my vision was to spend a lot of time with the kids and see how they're coming up instead of being 12 hours in the office. And before, so I, I spent a lot of time in the office and worked really hard. But um, And the point was really that I, I can say, okay, let, let's, let's work part-time, right? Mm-hmm. That's reduced down to 60 or 50. And so then I have more time with the kids. Yeah. But we say the, the highest goal we our I can achieve is that I just I just fully here for my kids. Yeah. Seven days, twenty-four hours. That's yeah. it. That that's was for me the highest goal to achieve yes. in this direction. Other than the compromise of maybe, you know, uh, working uh, 80% or 60% or something like that. Just, yeah, I, exactly. I, I, I want to get to this because this, what you're referring to as, as you and I discussed in person in Guatemala was uh, it's the so-called law of attraction. But I, I, I want to go to that. I, I want to come back to that uh, as well. I have a couple of questions before that. And that's, um, and I, I always use a blank piece of paper and slowly, slowly I'm writing a little bit of <laughs> notes here and there. Um, you live on, you live currently on 18 square meters. You get your thing, you shipped it from Germany, I think, from the north of Germany to yes. Baltimore. That's what you told me. Um, 
How about your family? I mean, the, the, the relative conservative Swiss, the family must, not your direct family, but the people around you, your neighbors, your, your, must have thought like, what is wrong with him or them? Yeah. Or is that, is that the common reaction or were they fully supportive? I guess there was two kind of extremes in terms of reactions. Uh, our direct families, they kind of thought that we are, uh, now they are, they are, right? Because they say they're, they're successful, they have a house, they are, they're really kind of, we was at that moment happy, really, uh-huh. with everything. So it was not kind of a flu that, so it, they really ask us, what's wrong with that? And we say, it's nothing wrong, right? Yes, yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's really, it's, yeah, they, they couldn't understand it. And the first thing we made is that we had a kind of a, a very nice car, let's say that way, and we just give it back and replaced it with a very old car uh-huh. to save money for the trip. That was our first kind of immediate action, like, like an inspired action. Let, let's do something which goes into that direction. Right. And we say, okay, let's save a lot of money for that trip. So that was the first thing. Let's just yeah. go that car and yes. replace it. And as we arrived with this old car, they both they both said, okay, they're <laughs> they're really they're serious about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can just see my people's god. eyes like, oh my god, what is going on? He was yeah. he was such a good kid. He would he could learn really well. He had a good job. Yeah. You know why? Throw it all away. But you're not yeah. actually you're not throwing it away. You you got something really good in return, I guess. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. And and it's really it's some. We are really in peace of also with the companies we left, and we 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 played it really kind of transparent yeah. from the early beginning that we have to this intention. And I discussed it with my boss several times, and say, look, I don't know how long it takes, but that's that's my personal that's mm-hmm. my personal vision yeah. and like like my boss he completely fully support me mm-hmm. oh, that's good and he really say yeah do it it's now it's it's simply the best time mm-hmm. because the kids are small so it's it's kind of easy going sure. and yes. you will enjoying and so this was this kind of two kind of extremes either people say wow i would love to do something like that uh-huh. Or otherwise, it's what's wrong, right? Yeah. Switzerland is beautiful. Yeah. Why are you going to Guatemala? <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a question back on culture because this is the Culture Matters podcast. Is you yeah. your corporate past, um, or you told us in your corporate past you worked with uh, with um, Asians, with Americans, etc. To what extent has that helped you dealing with different cultures that you are well that you dealt with in the U.S. or Canada or Belize uh, and now Guatemala and then further going down south? To what extent is is that an aid? Is that helping? It helps a lot. Um, I had the pleasure to went through one of these cultural awareness training in my company. And that was a huge benefit in terms of just understanding okay. and know why kind of people behave different, yes. believe different things, act different, negotiate different. It's, it's all, and it, it was some kind of a really, really very valuable ground for me. And 
I really come out with more or less the conclusion for me that they're all equal, right? Mm -hmm. We are all human beings and nobody is stupid. No. We simply go grow up kind of in different situations yes. and have been trained in education with different kind of values. Uh-huh. And that's all. And it's that was for me a, a huge benefit. And at before this cultural training, mm-hmm. I always saw this kind of virtual intercultural teams as a huge challenge. Mm-hmm. Right in terms of communication, in terms of the time shift you always have to these countries and stuff like that. But then I really changed my complete mindset into this is just a great thing mm-hmm. which you can take advantage. Yes, because due to the differences yeah. of of the mindsets and everything, you have such kind of a a strong team. Because if you can use this different kind of cultural differences mm-hmm. in a positive way in yeah. your project, in your company. It's, it turned out that we, we was able, or I as a project manager was able to create complete different outputs, uh-huh. which did kind of very diverse teams. Yeah. Yes. I should actually make you do my commercial because you're the, you're probably the best, the best commercial, <laughs> the best ad that you can, uh, that, no, no that it's really, be. that comes, out of the deep of my heart, if if you have some kind of a opportunity to do something like that, it's really worth it. And it was some kind of an eye opening. And I I I would say I have two two quotes which help you all, as well as if you're working in a company. Okay. Culture matters yeah. and intention matters. I I really see that very often, like my kids here in Guatemala. My son played yesterday the entire day with other kids here in Guatemala and they play football together. He has no clue about this cultural no. whatever, right? Yeah. yeah. But he has a clear intention. Okay. He likes to build friendship. He likes to play football. He likes, and he just going with open heart to this kind of people mm-hmm. and just. It's he, his intention is always kind of clear, and as long as you treat people with a smile and respectful, mm-hmm. then yeah. you can't do something wrong. That's true. That's true. It's, and it's, I guess I, that, I guess it's funny how you how you can how you can see kids grow up um, coming from let's say the Western world, Switzerland in your case, your your two young children, in in South Africa. They call them colorblind. The young, the young kids are colorblind. They don't see color. They don't see race. A kid is a kid. You know, it's about playing the football game in your, in your example here. So they, they grow up colorblind. And if we can actually, as parents, keep them like that, you know, then we would have possibly maybe a smoother world or hopefully less, well, prejudice and and racism and stuff like that. Yeah, Yeah. So. All right. It's, it's, um, before we get into a, a philosophy course, which <laughs> which I'd love to do, but then I'd have to buy you a beer in between, and that's that's going to take some time. <laughs> um, just a, a question out of curiosity, because you've been traveling quite long and quite far as well. What is your most interesting experience you have had, at maybe yourself or as a family so far? The most interesting, the nicest, the the best, or the nicest? something that sticks out. Uh. Everything, I guess, the best experience 
always turned up if you have no plan, uh-huh. no clue. <laughs> just <laughs> it's really it's. I I can you give you a, a few examples like. Mm-hmm. We came to Belize and we say, what's Belize? It's some kind of, you just took a little bit of uh, a and go through and say, okay, we, we had no clue about Belize and we had no clue what we like to see. Mm-hmm. So we just crossed the border with no plan, which, yeah, sometimes happened, right? So we arrived and we just had a first little meal after the border and I put a picture mm-hmm. on Instagram mm-hmm. and say, yeah, we arrived in Belize. Like that, and then somebody who moved over from Europe to Belize and bought an island in the Caribbean Sea saw that picture and immediately came back and said, "Hey, you're in Belize. Yeah. You have to visit me, right?" And I say, "Okay, I, I mean, we didn't know each other, right? We mm-hmm. just got his invitation and we discussed that and say, I mean, we can lose, we cannot lose something. Just go there." And drive there and see how it looks like. And so we went to that place and he came and he organized for us a campground for free directly at the Caribbean Sea. Yeah, that's a picture perfect. Oh, awesome, right? Yes. And then he introduced us to a guy who owned an island in the Caribbean Sea. And this island is kind of 10 meter to 5 meter. Uh Uh-huh. Just one house, a few palms, just a coral reef around that. And he said, yeah, in three days, I go to grab my guests and bring them back. So if you like to spend a day free on that island, and he say, I mean, this is like a dream, right? Yes. Because this, this island, if you like to book a night on that island, you wait at least two years uh-huh. getting a spot. Yeah. This is, and so it's really this, and we have so many kind of things which happen in that way that as you have no plan Mm -hmm. and you just keep your eyes open for any kind of adventure, then it always ends up in something which is just paradise. Yes. It's it's something it's it's possibly a nice segue into into the thing that we that you and I talked about um quite a lot when again when I was there a couple of weeks ago um and that is it's a it's a phenomenon called it goes by different names it's a phenomenon called the law of attraction yeah it's the uh, or the power of the universe or um, uh, some people call it God, which is equally good as well. Yeah. It's been made very popular in a movie and a book by, uh, I lost her name now. It's called The Secret. Um, it's a book and a movie. And basically it's, it's. I mean, in your own words, you can probably explain it better. I would say the, the secret or the, the law of attraction is, is that, you know what, whatever you focus on, whatever you put in your mind, you can actually uh, create a, create that in reality and i'm i'm making hand gestures here for for yeah. for a thought thought become become things yeah and and that's that that kind of thing is and that's that is something you are a strong or you as a family are strong believers in i think yeah so t- tell us a little bit how how has that worked this is a bit of a sidestep into in, from culture but nonetheless yeah. <laughs> i found it interesting enough to bring it up because i'm a strong believer of the same thing as well so how is that how how has that worked for you 
kind of getting the first time in touch with something like that, uh-huh. I was some kind of uh, curious about. Yeah. And I mean, uh, yeah, I was a scientist in terms of computer science, all the stuff. Uh-huh. So I was very, yeah, as you say, conservative and say, okay, if that concept is true, yeah, how can I kind of not just make use of it? How can I really figure out if it's work or not? Yes. And I made for myself kind of different exercises, uh-huh. which I treat myself and say, if that is reality, yes. how can I how can I make prove it for me that uh-huh. I can say I believe on that, yeah. right? And I made several things. I, I ran a marathon with just kind of this mindset thing. Yes. And at that time, just to, to have that picture a little bit in mind, uh-huh. I was more than 100 kilos. So I was like that, fat, <laughs> untrained. Yes. So, and I... Yeah, I just registered myself for kind of a marathon. Mm-hmm. And I say, okay, my vision is to kind of run that marathon mm-hmm. and reach more or less the finish line yeah. with a smile in the face. Uh-huh. I don't like to suffer. All right. I just like to enjoy it, right? Yeah. And so what I made, honestly, I, I did more or less the, the way to my office mm-hmm. this 20 minutes in the train, yeah. just sitting in the train, having closed eyes. Imaginate how it feels, how it looks, how it smells. It just through this kind of end line with mm-hmm. your smile in your face. Yes. And that was the only thing I did. Okay. And then <laughs> at this morning... I, I selected a marathon which is at least flat because marathons are normally going yeah, yeah, quite can. up yes. and down. So it's, let, let's take an easy one. I underestimated that at this, it was end of October, uh-huh. and at this time, it's so I at 6 o'clock in the morning, uh-huh. and I was crazy excited about to run this marathon. Uh-huh. And my wife, she couldn't say, you're crazy, right? <laughs> you you like to run four hours through this snow? Yeah. And I I even, I did not have an, kind of a, a clue. it, it was I... really crazy, but I ran it and honestly, I cried after the finish line uh-huh. and it just went smoothly and that was some kind of a thing which kind of brought other things up and say, okay, how, how can, what's the next challenge? Mm-hmm. So I say to myself, now I'm 107 kilos. Uh-huh. And then I just put a picture from myself naked, mm-hmm. more or less, or just with shorts. Yes. And I just put it on the computer and move it into the shape, which I like to see myself. So you photoshopped some- yourself, yes. I photoshopped myself, really. Yeah. <laughs> And I just put that picture in the bathroom so that I can see it every day and it keeps reminding me. And mm-hmm. then so many things happen in my, in my life. And as of now, I lost 22 kilograms. And uh, 
Yeah, you're, 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 yeah. I mean, you're, you're a tall guy. I know how tall you are, <laughs> and uh, by far taller than I am. And indeed, you don't look like uh, you have no overweight. I mean, that's you shed all that weight. And you told me that indeed you 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 took the picture of yourself and imagined yourself being thin, made yeah. that picture, and then your your appetite just diminished it became less and less and less so so with with without putting without going on a real diet you just ate less and you were still feeling full and yeah. so it's, so you had enough proof for yourself that this law of attraction yeah. this power of the universe the secret whichever yeah. you want to call it worked for you and works for your family yeah. as well yeah yeah, yeah. It's a it's a it's an amazing interesting story. It's an interesting journey as well from the beginning of uh you know being in in safe stable extremely democratic Switzerland you know with all their referenda and their chocolate and watches in corporate life you had it going all the way and now look at you you're in in, in Antigua Guatemala. So it's um you're a long way from home but I think you feel a lot more at home possibly maybe. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Yeah, it's. I I really figure out that it's home is at the end where my heart is. So it's we, as we started, we we really say, okay, it's what a great opportunity because if you fall in love mm -hmm. with a specific spot, you just settle down, right? Yes. And when you have this kind of opportunity, that I mean, you have everything with you. You you can settle down. Mm -hmm in two days if you want so you're really kind of flexible and mobile and at the beginning we really discuss and always kind of compare things uh -huh. how was it in switzerland how how was it in germany how was it how, what happened if you now settle down in florida and stuff like that yeah and you always start to compare and say this is positive this is negative yes. and it always turned out that nothing nothing is perfect no but on the other hand everything is perfect yes. because oh, the caribbean sea is perfect with the mosquitoes they're part of this kind of thing right yes switzerland is perfect because even if it's cold mm -hmm. this is part this is yeah that's switzerland it is right? what it is yes yeah it is what it is so it's, yeah. it's really we figure out that You can just become happy mm -hmm. or being happy as soon as you start to love things as they are. Yeah, it's true. Uh, Stephen, we, um, I'm looking at the clock here at my bottom, my, the left bottom of my screen here. And I tend to keep the podcasts around 30 minutes or slightly over 30 minutes, 33, which is perfectly fine. I have two more questions for you, if I may. Yes. Um, one is the most difficult one for most people. And I always forget to prep my guests for this. So the, the most difficult question for most people is, can you give us three tips to become more culturally competent, to become more culturally aware from your own experience? Right. And the last question is, which will give you a little bit of time to think, how can people get in touch with you and donate to the trip? Because that's another fascinating, fascinating thing about your, the, the trip. And if, if you'll allow me, can I, can I, can I tell that story? 
Yeah, yeah. Is that because I, I won't mention the amount, but it's um, it's you decided to put up a donation button on uh, on your site or Facebook site. I'm not really sure which one it is, but you'll, you you can tell us in a moment. And you're getting a significant amount of donations from people around the world that are just saying, "No, I just really like what these guys are doing. Yeah, I'm going to give them five bucks or ten bucks or whatever." And or you can donate to filling up the gas tank, or you can donate to paying the campsite, or I don't know whatever whatever you have in mind in, in terms of a of a I'm making air quotes good cause for um, the Broder family to uh, continue their, their journey. <laughs> Thank you. So, um, but that'll be in the show notes. There'll be a link to uh, whichever you want it to be. So, what are three tips that you can give us to become more culturally aware or more culturally competent? Three tips. Yes. Uh, tip number one is be very kind of aware of your intention. Mm-hmm. Um, so d- don't be shy. You can't do something wrong being in touch with people from other cultures. Uh-huh. As soon as you stay, as soon as you smile and stay respectful, you can't do something wrong. That That's my experience. So if, if you treat people with love and open heart, mm-hmm. you're always fine. So that's first, the first thing. Great. The other thing is really, um, if you have the chance to go to one of these cultural awareness, just doing, it's an eye-opening mm-hmm. point, end of story. And a third thing is, we are all human beings, right? So the challenge, which is sometimes in companies, you work kind of with different kind of people around the globe is that you think that maybe other people give a kind of a less value because they mm-hmm. cost less or something like that, or they have a lower value and this kind of, we, we had in, in, in the company I worked for, we mm-hmm. kind of really had this kind of, we talked about low cost employees yes. or high cost employees which is some kind of a weird thing because it it changed your mind in a way that yep. the value of these people is also different and not just the value it That's it ends point. up that kind of people are different but they are not right so it's that, that was for me during that time really a trap yeah 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 i can imagine and, yes and it's at the end, we are all the same, and everybody participates. Yeah, for a project, for for a goal, for an ambition within a company, and okay. to to really see everybody like you. Yeah, is, great, good stuff. They'll be in the show notes as well. If people want to get in touch with you or the family, because you're a whole bunch of them, how can they do so, please? <laughs> Yeah, uh, we have a website. We we started everything in Germany, so the website is dreamlife or no um, traumleben.jetzt. That's the German. That that was more or less the the root of everything. Uh-huh. Traum, yeah, leben means dream life uh-huh. point, yes. and now means now, right? Yeah. Um, 
so that's that's the website. We translated everything now in in English, so that it's a little bit more international. Yeah. And there you you can see a lot of videos. We also put kind of inspirations. Okay. Uh, because we are so, yeah. We are asked so many times about specific questions, so so we just put some kind of inspirations to. And the website is really it's it's there is no information at all, right? It's it's there are so many travel blogs who give you all the informations how you prepare your car, how you cross right. the borders, how you getting a visa, everything like that. But that's. That's not our thing. Our thing is really, it's, it's just an inspiration. You can watch videos, which we made on the trip. Uh-huh. You can read a little bit the blogs we made, uh-huh. um, experience we made. And there is some kind of an area which you just give some kind of inspirations about life, about living a dream, about establishing yes. the courage to do something like that. And the, the, the thing is really that one mental thing is that people think that they need a lot of money. Yes, that's true. So, uh, yeah. And it's now, the worst thing is that I'm in fact, I was a Swiss banker, right? Which mm-hmm. means that, that that guy must have a, a lot of money. But we just met yesterday here mm-hmm. two guys mm-hmm. and they started with their trip which brought them now to more than 15 countries uh-huh. in just a little tiny car. <laughs> they bought that car and cost them um, 300 pounds. Yes. Really good car, 300 pounds. And since then, they are on the way. They travel a lot through Asia, and now they, they are currently traveling through Mexico and Middle America. Mm-hmm. And we just met them and asked them how... Yeah, how do you manage all this stuff? Yes. Yeah, and they they really they are just creative. Uh-huh. So they installed a shopping car on that little car to put stuff in it because the car is so small that but it works, right? It works, they just put yes. everything in that shopping cart who is just fixed with strips around mm-hmm. the car and so since then they just <laughs> Have everything. It's it's crazy. It's, it's if it's if you funny. like to do it, you can do it. Yes. All right. And people can le- can reach you through your website, which is traumleben.now, which is T R A U M, and then a hyphen, if I'm not mistaken, and then yes, L E B E N dot now N O W. Yeah, yeah. Stephen, it's been a pleasure talking to you again, uh, this time from a distance and through a cellular connection, which actually held up really well. So thanks to uh, thanks to Guatemala Telecom, uh, I think that they're they're doing a good job there. And um, I'll keep track of you, and hopefully you'll keep track of me. And possibly, maybe we'll bump into each other in the future. Yeah, I hope so. I hope to. Yeah. All right. <laughs> you take care of yourself. Enjoy the day, and have safe travels to uh, to El Salvador. Thank you very much. Ciao. And goodbye to everybody. Bye. That's it for this interview. Thank you very much for listening. If you want to uh, not only listen to this interview, but also see and watch, you know, what we talked about and see the backdrop where Stefan is actually sitting at this uh, with his uh, mobile home, go to culturematters.com slash YouTube and you can pick up the video from there. 
that's it. Um, if you like what I do, I'd prefer, I'd really appreciate, not prefer, I'd really appreciate if you could put a, um, uh, a rating in iTunes. That always helps to, uh, to get it into the forefront and more people can actually enjoy and possibly learn from this as well. Thank you again. I'll talk to you in two weeks' time. Take care. Bye-bye. That's it for this episode. The Culture Matters Podcast, helping you understand cultural diversity better by interviewing real people with real experiences.